Hello, welcome to the very last episode of Shellheads, a TMNT podcast for the grand year of 2020. I was about to say, oh snap, we got canceled? <laughs> not yet, not yet. I'm sure we'll do something at some point and we'll get canceled. Until then, we're going strong. Uh, this is episode 52. Uh, we, we've, we've done pretty good. Uh, getting 26 episodes per year. That's one every two weeks for those of y'all keeping score. Uh, I'm your host, Sergio. That's your host, Jeff. Hello. Welcome to the party, Jeff. It's good to be here, Sergio. Uh, we, we we had to sneak in this this last episode at kind of the last minute. The la- the, the the previous one was our Christmas big shebang, and and I really enjoyed recording that one. That one was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and we still stand by all those picks. Uh, but this episode is going to come out after the holiday, so it's kind of outdated. Uh, but before we, we springboard into uh, 2021, where we have a whole fun slate, just to, from the jump we have a fun slate uh, to take care of next year, uh, let's just kind of let's just, just have a, like a breezy episode. Like an easy breezy... Uh, Cover girl? What? No, I was going to say lemon squeezy. <laughs> <laughs> episode where where we just cover some light epi- issues that don't really matter they, they literally don't matter um uh, but we'll get to exactly what that means uh coming up momentarily uh because as always at the top of the show we cover news okay what news do we have this week, Jeff? Um, I, I have one story. Do, is, was there anything other than what I've got? It's pretty. It's it's pretty pretty dry. Um, pretty pretty dry. I, I, what? Pretty dry. Pretty dry. Pretty dry. Uh, basically, only news I've really got is um, that the Krang Android uh, body figure uh, is has uh, looks like it's making its way to Target stores. Yippee. Uh, hope from from what I understand, it's 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 supposed to have they're supposed to be flooding the market with those. I've seen pictures of stores that have twelve or thirteen of them in stock. Oh uh, snap! The ones around here they don't, but yeah, you know, I I wish wish you luck. It's it's a thirty five dollar figure, so it's not like uh, it's 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 a huge investment if you buy it, you know, he's firsthand. A beefy baby, but he's a beefy baby. That's right. Yeah, who looks like he skipped leg day. <laughs> Speaking of beefy babies, I got my Toka and Razar in. Ooh, and those are those are are significant figures. How I, big? Uh, th- I uh, did not anticipate that, like like they're huge. Like they're 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 in a bigger box than any of the other NECA stuff that I bought. Uh, they they're like a whole inch taller than the turtles figures that they're with this you know in the same line with. Uh-huh. So so yeah, they're they're beefy babies and, and 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 they look really good. I don't you know I'm not a huge fan of those characters, but they they did a good job of of, of recreating them. Now are these to scale with the big figures or the 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 smaller ones? The smaller ones. Okay. Yeah. But they are taller than those because you know they though they, they were formidable opponents in the movie, so it makes oh, sense. Yeah. They have to be, yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting on a vanilla ice. Mm. Think that's gonna happen? A NECA vanilla ice figure? I mean, if he needs money, maybe he's vanilla ice. He always needs money. What are you talking about? Oh, dude, he's a pretty successful like, like what is it? Um, not like a, like a house designer guy thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know to call it. I don't. I don't follow the you know the stuff. But it's like it's like. The Vanilla Ice Project. Really? Like, they totally missed the opportunity to name it Vanilla Ice is Your House. Uh, right? Like, the, the 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 tagline is, Vanilla Ice has gone from rapping music to rapping nails. Now, this uh, pop icon has been in the home flipping business for nearly two decades. I was like, As okay. I said, always needs money. Moving on. Uh, the, <laughs> I've, I've got a chunk of news. Uh, that is not really news. It's it's more just like a notification. Um, Viacom, CBS Viacom or Viacom CBS, uh, they did apply uh, to register a brand new TMNT trademark 
uh, for a new TMNT project, or at least that's what we presume. presume. Uh, the trademark is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Next Chapter. Huh. Which is not a bad name. It's not. Could that be maybe a title for the movie? It, it could be a title for the movie. It could be uh, the, the next chapter of like a TV show. It could be just a new TV show. It could be the name of the Rise movie. Who knows? Interesting. Yeah. Um, the information surfaced from like th- th- there's several websites that track just uh, trademark applications. Mm-hmm. So you know it's it's not like they could really sneak it under the radar. Uh, but w- one thing uh, that in the article that I that I read about it. They did note that Netflix's Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie is expected to premiere next year. I don't know if we've, I don't know if that's been confirmed, uh, because it's been everyone's been pretty mum on what the status of that project is, especially because of the cancellation of the the the, the Nickelodeon TV show. Right. Uh, but if that movie is still happening, next year would be a great time for it, considering they wait much longer. Into the kids that watched Rise will start aging out of that humor. Yeah. Um. But with that said, uh, that's that's it for news, man. Yes. Yeah, again, it's pretty pretty uh pretty dry couple of past months. Yeah. W- with the new year, I'm sure something will happen. Oh man, something will be announced. We we gotta have movie news. We don't. We don't though. We do. Not not for like they literally could go years without giving us any movie news they could but they shouldn't like they they, they, they could go years and never actually make a movie that is also true because of yeah, rise's failure of maybe what's that maybe because of rise's failure they want to kind of take a break maybe i'm like i'm okay with that you know just, yeah. just 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 keep some some quality uh merch coming our way oh my god the merch is out out the yin yang that's not a problem at all Oh yeah, yeah. When when Vi- when Viacom bought the turtles, they knew what they were buying. They're buying a, a a merch machine that works in perpetuity. Like I've never seen so much freaking turtles merchandise. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, since the '80s, of course. But well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's move on to this week's main topic. Uh, I threw a bunch of <laughs> crossover comics your way. Uh, and I went as obscure as I possibly could uh, while kind of keeping it in the realm of, you know, I don't know, readability. Because mm-hmm. the, the Turtles have, have crossed over with many different things uh, over the years. Uh, on this podcast alone, we've talked about the, uh, them crossing over with the uh, Batman. Uh, we've talked about them crossing over with the Power Rangers. Uh, they've, they, they've also crossed over with the likes of... Uh, Batman the Animated Series, uh, Ghostbusters, uh, the X-Files. Uh, they, there's Wait, been a lot. Of, yeah, yeah, they, there was an X-Files cross. Well, we'll talk more about that when we get to one of the crossovers we're going to talk about today. Snap, I'm kind of curious about that. Yeah, they, they've they've been in the Savage Dragon. They've they've been in, in Big Bang Comics. Like, they've been all over the place. Uh, we pick, I picked out four different crossover slash crossover events and that's what we're going to talk about today uh the, uh the 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 first one is probably the most notable of of the four um back in the early 90s uh as we've covered before the turtles were being published by mirage uh, and they also had a deal with archie comics to publish a companion book associated with the uh animated television show well after a few years of of actually printing that, that that Archie comic book, uh, Archie decided they were going to do a crossover with the Ninja Turtles. So Archie, the characters, like the characters in the iconic Archie comics, uh, crossed over with the Ninja Turtles. So in the spring of 1991, uh, they released Turtles Meet Archie, which was a crossover between the iconic characters from Archie comics like Archie and Betty and Veronica and Jughead and you know that gang and the Ninja Turtles sure why not which on paper seems fun you know uh Archie has crossed over with all kinds of weird people before I think didn't they do like a Punisher crossover at one point yeah I didn't read that one I kind of regret that 
because I, I was like, is he going to kill Archie and everybody and take Veronica and Betty for his own? He, he's not a... That's not who the Punisher is. <laughs> I'm just saying. And, and like, as, as exciting as the idea of this crossover is, I, f- I feel like they really squandered, like, the the, the, the effort here. Because uh, if, if I just go through the, the, pl- the plot, I can literally go over in, like, three sentences. Tur- Cuddly drops the turtles in Archie Land. They get disguised. Veronica Lodge gets kidnapped because she's rich. Turtles help the Archie gang, like, free her from her kidnappers. Then they share a milkshake at Pops. That's it. Like, there's... The interactions between the characters weren't that fun. There, there, there wasn't really anything too special about this special, and and that's probably what's the most disappointing thing because I haven't read this in thirty years, and I was thinking, man, I remember this being cool. It's not. What are your thoughts? I did not even know this existed. Um, you know, mainly because I did not keep up with the Archie comics or just comic comics in general. You know, as as I've stated on many an episode, uh, that I'm I'm more of a media guy. You know, the the cartoons and, and games and stuff like that. But after this, I'm starting to get back into all that stuff. So it's it, like you said, it's very lackluster. Like there could have been an episode where you know, oh, there's a rival karate gang in town. You know, that's tearing up Riverdale or, or something, and like Archie and them have been taking karate lessons, and the turtles help them out or something, you know, to that effect. Yeah, yeah, so something that is that, that fits the turtles a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm glad that I'm not the only person because when, when I read it, I was like, what is what is, is this it? Because I, I forgot that this is technically a Ninja Turtles adventure special. So the 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 specials that they printed. All of them had multiple stories in it. So while the cover of this says the turtles meet Archie, it's only like the tw- first 24 pages of the book. Yeah. The book is like, what, 60-something pages? Yeah, like it's a long book. It's a 63-page book. And the Archie story is only the first 24, and that's really a bummer when they could have just made this a full-on Archie extravaganza. Yeah. Um, the the only other notes I have uh, are the, the the thing that I think is probably the most interesting thing is if you look at the credits on this story specifically, the art was done by two different teams. Like the turtle pen, this is how it's written: Turtle Pencils by Ken Mitruni, which we've seen his work before; Archie Pencils by Stan Goldberg. And there are panels that have both Turtles and Archie in them. So do they, like, draw them separately and then ink them separately? Because the Archie inks and the Turtle inks are, are are done by two different people. Like, how does that work? I, I wish I had an answer for that. That is interesting. Yeah, like, like, I understand panels that don't have any, you know, that don't have any crossover in them. But the ones that do, was was that just like a... Like a collaborate, I, I don't know. I don't know. I I would love to, to, to I would love to ask Ken Mitruni. Hey man, how'd this work? Yeah. Uh, that does it for that one. As as I said, we're not we're not going to spend a huge chunk of time uh, really dissecting these 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 crossovers because ultimately none of them are canon. No, because you know even Cudley said, oh, you're in some kind of you know you know what, what was it uh. In a dimension that is separate from yours, I'm like more by time. I'm like um, than it is is by space. I'm like okay, <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah. Um, and of course, the turtles get mistaken for aliens, yeah, and they're like aliens, aliens. You know that old chestnut. I'm like oh, you're you're on drugs, Archie. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, I still have questions about the talking dog. I don't know what's up with that. And then Josie and the Pussycat show up. Probably the creepiest thing in this, like, you know... The dog wasn't talking. It was thinking. You it know, was I, thinking. Yeah, but I was just thinking, I was like, wait, I had to do a double take. Um, I was like, oh, wait, that's a thought bubble. Um, but, 
you know, technically they're all high schoolers, right? So they're all underage. Okay. And you get these two weird guys that kidnap an underage woman, yes. take her to a seedy motel. I'm like, you know, um, <laughs> this hasn't aged well. <laughs> no, it has not. <laughs> Not at all. So I'm sitting here reading. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I was like, oh, <laughs> there's no other cars here <laughs> at the yeah. freaking hotel. What is happening? Oh, I ugh. like that. I don't want to talk to that anymore. Yuck. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Pretty gross. yeah. But the turtles save the day, you know, and they all share a pizza at Pops. Which I'm like, I didn't know Pops had pizza. So. Pop says whatever is necessary, right? Which is true. Is that how that works? Yeah, pretty much. There's, Crossover event. There is one small little nugget as you as you. Of course, there's like other things that are in the issue besides Archie to kind of pad it out, like different stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that jumped out to me was original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animation art, and there's an image of Michelangelo on an artist chair at a, uh, an animator's table drawing, you know, Shredder. It's like, hey, you can buy art from the original show. I'm like, hot dog. I mean, I wish I would known that when I was a kid and seen those ads because I would have ordered some of that stuff. Oh, okay. You mean the ad in the back of the book. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like for a free catalog, Turtle Art, Toon Art Galleries, Turtle Art, Cincinnati, Ohio. That would have been really, really cool. To have gotten some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah that's that's way up your alley. Oh, oh yeah. Oh well, Jeff. Oh well. I mean, I do have some cells and, and pieces. Let's see. The next crossover event that we're covering uh, is from a is a comic book I've never heard of before. It released prior to you know me buying this 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 crossover, uh, and that's Creed. Uh, and we're not talking Creed like Assassin's Creed. We're not talking Creed like the, 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 the late 90s, early aughts, like grunge band. And we're not talking Creed like Apollo Creed's son. Or Clearwater. Clearwater? What's that? Was it, Cle- was it Creed? Clearwater oh, Creedence was... Clearwater Revival CCR? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These yeah, are we're the not jokes, talking about that either. How are you enjoying them so far? <laughs> uh, this is a independent comic this actually was published by lightning comics and i tried to do some some research on the character of creed and there's the internet's pretty sparse like all of this stuff was published all of his stuff was published in the 90s and 2000s and i can only find evidence of about 22 comics he was ever in huh yeah wow so i i Let's just say that he scored when he got the Ninja Turtles to be in a Creed comic. I'll say. Uh, Relatively recently after Creed debuted. uh, Because this was published in 1996. And from what I can tell, and don't quote me on this, I'm probably wrong. The first volume of Creed came out in 94. And it was only two issues. Huh. Yeah. So how did he... I, I have no idea how he pulled this. Maybe they dug his art? Maybe. Maybe. Well, the, the art is cool. Like, like the, the art ha- has a style to it. To kind of gloss over the, 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 the plot line of this, uh, we don't know much about who this Creed kid is, uh, unless you do. do. Do you know much about this Creed kid? I've never heard of this character until now. All right, cool. Or on the same comic. page, then. This this comic, yeah, period. Yeah, is the kid's name not Creed? Maybe? I think it is. Like, the cover looks very familiar. Like, I might have seen this at my local comic shop. Uh, well, he does have a pet uh, talking, like a gecko? What is that? Is it a, no, it's a, it's a frog. It looks like a gecko, though. I don't know. I don't know. He has a reptile that rides on his shoulder. Well, he gets this box from this guy, and it's like Cheech and/or Chong. Very gremlins. Let's get this weird artifact from 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 an old man in a store, 
and hope nothing goes wrong. Well, immediately he gets jumped by some muggers and they're trying to steal whatever he got from that store. Uh, the turtles see the mugging and they jump in to save the day. Uh, they do some kicks, do some cool stuff, and then with a flash of light, the little Creed kid and two of the Ninja Turtles disappear in a flash of green, uh, much like they, they disappeared when they used the Transmat. Mm-hmm. The remaining two turtles, uh, obviously very concerned, uh, return to Splinter, a really gnarly-looking Splinter. Looks like a looks like a bat. I know. I, it, it, I'm loving, loving that Splinter, uh, like style. It's 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 really really. It it trippy. evokes a an, an emotion. It's trippy. Yeah. Uh. The turtles that disappeared uh, are revealed to be on a floating island in a nothingness, along with Creed and a talking flower, and they don't know what's going on. Uh, there's a whole bunch of action sequences. They jump down a hole on the 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 the, the, the floating island, uh, and they find this monster-looking thing that looks like a character from a fighting game. Yeah. Uh, the turtles fight him. Creed apparently has. Wolverine bone claw looking things coming out of his fingers. And then there's a whole fight with this beast monster. Blood everywhere. It is rated M for mature. And after all of the fighting, do we what 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 prompted the stone to send them back? Uh, was it this was it his pet? I don't think so. Oh, this the stone acted on its on its own. The stone acted on its own, bringing everyone back to where they came from. Uh, it's a very bare-bones story. It doesn't make much sense. They don't explain anything. But I feel like the whole thing is a showpiece uh, for the artwork of, uh, let's see, Matthew Martin. Mm-hmm. And whoever did the pencils. Who did the pencils? Uh, Trent Canigua? Kanigua. Trent Kanigua. Um, Trent Kanigua looks to be the, 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 the brainchild of Creed. He's a creator, writer, and penciler. So uh, what, what, what I, I guess I can chalk this up to is he reached out to someone at Mirage. Mirage really liked the art that he does because this does look like some stuff that Kevin Eastman would really dig. Oh, yeah. And Kevin, Kevin Eastman said, go for it here are our licensing fees and he did it because yeah other than that like the 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 story is not significant it's fun it's cool it's stylish but it's it's not anything amazing what are your thoughts i mean you you pretty much hit the nail on the head um i mean i i really think this was just like you know a showpiece as well for the art like hey let's come up with a a weird story that would fit, you know, we could fit the turtles into, or at least two of them. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's just really funky. Um, funky is a good way to put it. Yeah, I mean, we have some Easter eggs kind of here and there. Like at the very beginning when he's in the, 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 the bookshop, there's a, a poster that says, Wizard, the guide to comics. I'm like, oh, I miss Wizard. <laughs> Wizard's not a thing anymore? Oh, no. Well, I mean, at least in printed form. I haven't oh, seen him in oh. forever. Well, as long as Wizard still exists and they can still tell me how much my comic books are worth, I don't need a paper book to tell me that. Well, you've got the comic grade, you know, the... the, um, the oh, yeah, there's a buyer's out, guide now, isn't there? Yeah, the buyer's guide that come out every year. Um, kind of mini one somewhere. Probably outdated by now, but... Um, and then uh, one of the thugs that attacked him looks like he's got a uh, rebel insignia on his hat from Star Wars. Cool. Um, other than that, there's not much else going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like if you're if if you're gonna do a crossover, at least give us something fancy to look at and i feel like that's exactly what they did here oh yeah because it looks wonderful 
It really does. It's very, it's very um, McFarlane esque. Yeah, yeah. And with this coming out in '96, that that makes sense. Like, when when did McFarlane do his most iconic work? Wasn't it the late '80s, early '90s? I think so. And it's yeah. This is like '96 would be prime Spawn time. Yeah. So all right, all right, cool, cool. I guess that does it for um, Creed. Yeah, uh, that, was, that was a fun little read. Uh, let's let's go a little farther back in time, uh, and let's talk about Flaming Carrot Comics. This another new one. What do you mean uh, another new one? Like I'd never never heard of this one either. You never heard of the Flaming Carrot? No. Really? Yeah. Like I had kind of heard of it when when I heard that they you know there was a, a crossover, but I, I knew that it's it's not like it blew up the world, you know. It's like oh, the flaming carrot is taking over the planet. No, the flaming carrot's kind of stupid. But uh, I, I guess we have to really address what 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 it is. Um, the flaming carrot is a creation of Bob Burden. Uh, he also created the Mystery Men. Now those I ha- them I have heard of. Yes, uh, he created the Mystery Men in the uh, in the pages of Flaming Carrot Comics as kind of a a superhero st- team uh, that years later uh, went on to star in a movie uh, with Ben Stiller, Hank Azaria, um, Paul Rubens, Janine Garofalo, uh, Kel Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, who else was in that movie? Greg Kinnear. Uh, what's the guy's William something? William H Macy. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Mystery Men is secretly in my top ten favorite superhero movies. Wasn't uh, Eddie Izzard in that too? Eddie Izzard, yeah, yeah. And uh, Jeffrey Rush. Is he? Yes, he is. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. He was Casanova Frankenstein. Okay, cool. Yeah. Artie Lang. It's been a really long time since I've seen that movie. Dude, you need to watch it. It holds up. Oh, oh, I plan on it. Like it, my it, it has aged the, like fine wine. The thing I remember the most was the uh, skull in the bowling ball. Yep, yep. And I was like, ooh, like I want one of those, like for when I go bowling, and they'd be like, ooh, what's up with that skull? It, right, right. Like we're ever gonna go bowling again? <laughs> Yeah. Be for real, I, Jeff. I literally got out of my love for bowling like way back, like out of high school. So I'm like, now I'm good. So I, I guess we we have to men- we mentioned Mystery Men because they're actually in this crossover as well. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. Which is cool. So it's a th- this one. Uh, the, the previous two we covered were one issue. You know, micro. Hey, here's a one shot. This is a full on like trilogy. Yeah. Three issues of Flaming Carrot Comics, back to back to back. That's issues 25, 26, and 27, uh, published by Dark Horse Comics. Because uh, they were, if if I'm not mistaken, weren't they originally kind of indie? Who? Flaming Carrot? Dark Horse. Oh, yeah, Dark Horse, absolutely. Their name is Dark Horse. Well, yeah. So Flaming Carrot Comics, numbers 25, 26, 27, uh, were published in or around 1990. The internet is real sketchy, and the books aren't labeled, so who knows. Um, But I learned a lot about Flaming Carrot that I had forgotten. Uh, For some reason, I thought he was an actual humanoid with a carrot head. No, it turns out he's just wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah, a real dumb mask. Uh, so do you, do you want to talk about the, the, this this story since since you you seem so excited to, to to read it? Well, it's like so. Okay, so this is, and we don't have to go too deep into it. Uh huh. Um, but what I kind of feel like I'm a huge fan of the Tick. Um, okay. Love the comics. Love the TV shows. Um, and I kind of get that goofy freaking feel. Um. From mm-hmm. these comics, you know, because the Ticks universe is like full of just weird, crazy superheroes like Bipolar Bear. 
and yeah. the human bullet and sewer urchin and uh, the was it the caped chameleon and you know just all these just weird offshoot you know name characters and there's a lot of those in this yes yes um the, like yeah we, we're not really going to talk about plot lines at all but but yeah the, the second and third books have a lot of the mystery men and the mystery men are not real superheroes they're just dudes that want to be superheroes yeah a lot of them don't even have powers they're just you know like the the shoveler and mr furious yeah uh the spleen like all three of those that are in the movie were also in this uh this this trilogy yeah and i get a real distinct feeling reading these that this is this is not like me trying to throw Bob Burden under the bus. I don't know anything about him or, you know, how comics were being published in the late 80s, early 90s. But I feel like at some point in his life, someone said, oh, yeah, you can totally publish your own comic. And he said, really? OK, cool. No oversight whatsoever. Let's do it. Yeah. And they just did it. And. They were quirky for the sake of being quirky. A lot of it doesn't really make sense, and a lot of the panels, specifically in the second book, are really hard to discern what's going on. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of uh, and this is kind of shooting us in the foot. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, uh, I kind of feel like it's similar to nowadays with podcasts, like. Mm. Because everyone and their mother can make a podcast, 99% of podcasts are just trash. Yeah. So like in the late 80s, early 90s, it was so easy to get a self-published book off the ground. A large portion of those books were just weirdly written, you know, weirdly possibly garbage. And this one, I think, flirts with that. A bit, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm going to fall short of saying it's garbage, but – like in the third book, Raphael misspeaks and says, maybe the umpires are at the umpire state building. And that's supposed to be like some big funny pun. Yeah. And then they're like, isn't it the empire state building? And they don't realize that till they get there. And then when they get there, the evil umpires are there and they don't really give a good explanation as to why they're umpires. Like it's, yeah. it's, bizarre for the sake of being bizarre similar to the the mark martin written mirage issues we, we we covered a few episodes ago oh man you know just how odd can i be on these pa- these pages is what it feels like they're going for all the drugs half the all drugs. Th- there was a lot of cocaine in the 80s there was <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know but like Regardless of how weird it is and how underdeveloped the characters are, it's a fun read. I'll, I'll give it that. What, what, what do you think? Oh, definitely. I mean, I I enjoyed reading this from what you know I could you know figure out because, like you said, it's like it's all <laughs> over the place. Yeah. You know, um, it feels like it's more like the '80s cartoon turtles in this because there's no swear words. There's like maybe one instance of like death but like overall this could have been like a two or three part episode of the the 80s cartoon at least i felt yeah yeah because there's just a lot of goofiness there's not there's barely any fighting like you don't even see fleming carrot like beat anybody up true true uh it's i feel like it's 70 percent comedy yeah 25 percent nonsense Mm-hmm. Or like five percent action, twenty percent nonsense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I really like the character design of Flaming Carrot. Mm-hmm. It's absurd, like That's in the best one. way. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just it's I have very mixed feelings about this uh, this crossover, but but because it's so so freaking weird. Yeah, and probably one of the weirdest things is like Raphael gets hit with an amnesia like an amnesia type ray uh-huh. and he turns him into a superhero wearing a bag over his head and a 
bread cape. Yeah, yeah, which, it, oddly enough, is something that he does later on in Turtles lore, you know. Yeah. He, he becomes the Night Watchman, or the Night Watcher, I believe is what it's called, uh, in, in the TMNT movie. So so maybe, you know, they, they pulled something from there. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to say that there's connective tissue, but it's not the only time that's happened. Right. He changes in his size for plungers. I'm like, ugh. Yep. Gross. <laughs> it's so weird, man. Uh, like, I kind of want a, like a hyper serious reboot of Flaming Carrot. That's like extremely well written. You know, almost like a Netflix series. It's like, show me what you can do with this character. Because I, I feel like there there's a... Uh, there's a structure there that's being under uh, the un, underutilized. Yeah. But much like the mystery men movie, like the charm of the mystery men movie is not on display at all in these comic books. Yeah. Like it wasn't supposed to be a trilogy of films, was it? I don't think so. Mm. Uh, uh, but I, I guess the takeaway here is watch mystery men. That movie's great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what else you got for uh, the flaming carrot? Um, trying to see if there's any goodies in here. Oh, there's a odd a number of uh, product placements. Okay. Um, like Raphael's like trying to follow flaming carrot, and he finds this weird like mannequin-looking dude, and he like kind of sneaks up on him, and their eyeballs pop out. Uh huh. Trying, it looks like they're sniffing his sigh or something. Like what? What? Yeah, yeah. They, their eyeballs come out so they can see things better. Yeah, yeah. It, it's sure. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Um, <laughs> his dude comes over and they're talking in this weird like language, and it's like Sprite. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> you know, that's your yeah. beverage of choice. You know, and let and they pull out two weird like mannequin women and dance with them. I'm like, okay. Um, I don't think there's more product placement. Uh, oh yeah. Wheaties is mentioned at some point. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Have some Wheaties. It's the, it's the, it's the cereal champions, the breakfast of champions. Yeah. And they mention uh, the Avengers and the justice league. I'm like, what? That's <laughs> careful. You get in trouble there. Um, other than that, there's not really anything else. Well, like at some point, some zombies show up in like was it 26, and they throw a pedestrian. Like what? What just happened? That oh, poor they, guy. Like, didn't they, oh they throw him out the window? Yeah. 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 Then like Frankenstein's head shows up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like what? What? Like it's a really, really weird thing. <laughs> uh, well, were there any 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 other uh, highlights to the the, the 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 last two issues? Um, Frickin' some at some point he becomes the um, <laughs> the head guy in charge because he's only a head, and they're mm. taking orders from Frankenstein's head. Like, oh, okay. Um, no. Not (laughs) yeah, no. Like you're not wrong. Like all 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 of these reactions that you're having are the right reactions. Yeah, it's just so odd. But you know, the goofy kind of fun, like like the tick. Which I'm kind of surprised there was no tick crossover. That is surprising. Like considering the you know. The overlap of 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 the independent comic the the independent independent comic uh, origins of the two. Yeah. Uh, let, let's go on a weird weird read. Uh, <laughs> seek them out. Yeah, check them out. Uh, oddly enough, the, the the turtles cross over with Flaming Carrot again later. Uh, Mirage actually did a, a three issue series as well. Oh wow! I recall it being a bit more put together. 
Yeah. And in color, I could be wrong about the color thing. Um, but we, who knows? Who knows? When we have to shove an extra episode in somewhere, we might do this. We may do this again. Who knows? Yeah. Let's jump over to our last crossover event. This this one kind of takes some explanation. So this one isn't as much a crossover as it is a crossover event. And, and the reason I put it that way is because there are there are no other characters from other properties in the book itself. But the event that they are uh, dealing with in the story spans across almost the entire IDW roster of titles. Yeah, I noticed that in the back. I was like, whoa, like, that's yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah, so, so, so what we're talking about is Infestation 2. Uh, Infestation 2 is uh, the sequel to the first IDW Infestation, which was a big crossover event. And uh, in, in this one... Uh, there, there is, there's a an enemy that is basically infested all of the all of their books, uh, and and this this crossover uh, brought in Transformers, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, let's see, GI Joe, Ninja Turtles, Thirty Days of Night. It, it really just kind of reached across the board. Yeah. Um, however, <clears throat> the books themselves are basically. It's, it's a it's a two story arc that is a standalone story that does not mention any of these other properties. They're just dealing with a uh, Lovecraftian being, yeah, uh, that, that's that's you know taking over all the books. So the 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 the, the, the turtles chapter here uh, is written by Tristan Jones, which I'm gonna throw some 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 uh, some turtles trivia at you there, Jeff. Uh, yeah. Do you recognize that name? That's it does sound familiar, mm-hmm. but I'm not pl- quite placing it. Tristan Jones, uh, you, you may not remember this, Jeff. Uh, he wrote about six, five or six issues of the original, or not the original, the the volume two of the tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So uh, the, the 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 revival that was done in the late uh, late. 2000s uh, by Mirage. Mm-hmm. He wrote a bunch of those books. Uh, let's see, he did numbers 36, uh, 50, which is a landmark book, um, 56, 59, 64. Uh, and from, from what I understand, he had a uh, like an ongoing story that he was working on and was had actually been given the the uh, the go ahead to write and then the tales series got canceled. Oh, so seeing his name back on turtles books and, and eventually it's going to take a while, but we're going to eventually get to tales volume two and we're going to read these. And I promise you like the Tristan Jones books are, are solid. I don't know if you've read them. I don't know if you own them. doesn't matter. They're solid. Yeah. Well, uh, so I've enjoyed these. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so these are written by him. So seeing his name back on Turtle stuff is really exciting. Uh, seeing him get a paycheck from IDW is really exciting because that means that he is potentially available for future Turtles work. Uh, yes. Whether that's publishing the story that he was working on with I, uh, with uh, Mirage or writing something, you know, for a miniseries. Who knows? Who knows? That would be really cool to have him uh, just like um... – the Image Turtles run got finished. I'd I'd like to see his you know his original stories get finished too. Yeah, yeah. So he did two issues uh, in the infest infestation two uh, arc, uh, and the art was done by Mark Torres. Like if I hadn't read that, I would have said Mike Magnola because it looks like Hellboy art. Oh, it absolutely looks like Hellboy art. And it's just it's it's fantastic. I it's love very it dark, very dark, uh, both tonally and like visually. There's a lot of black on these pages. I really, really. <laughs> all right. Uh, I really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I love the art in, in these in these issues. Uh, the 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 crux of the story is the, the, the turtles are. 
stumble upon this weird monster being uh, in the sewers of New York, uh, and they have no idea where it came from. Uh, it's it's a very Lovecraftian being. Um, it's gross. It's probably smells. Do they mention that it smells? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it stinks. Yeah. Uh, so they they dive deeper into the the sewers to uh, to investigate. They find mutant rats uh, that have been taken over by this 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 thing, uh, and then kind of a big cocoon there, and they come across ancient writings and, and it's obviously something huge is going on under the, 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 uh, city of New York, uh, in subway tunnels that people don't even realize exist because they were never put on any, uh, any maps. Yeah. Uh, they get attacked and by the end of the issue, is that Leonardo? Yeah. Leonardo gets kidnapped. Is it Leonardo? Yeah. Yeah. Leonardo gets kidnapped by the beast and pulled underwater. Like there's this left on a huge cliffhanger. Uh, again, fantastic art across the board. Like uh, IDW has a really good, good track record of hiring people who know how to draw. Mm-hmm. Um, in book two, uh, it picks up right where the previous book left off. Uh, the three turtles that are not, lost uh are uh they they kind of regroup and, and figure out what's going on uh, leonardo meets this being uh and basically we're given uh <coughs> oh basically we're given like a like a half backstory as to what's going on more investigation the turtles basically this 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 issue is the turtles finding their brother um and defeating basically. what's that basically yeah yeah, finding their brother and defeating uh, the 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 Lovecraft monster. Uh, they use some dynamite that they find, uh, which is one of my favorite things. Because <laughs> who finds it? Oh, Mikey, of course. It was like, oh yeah, you find stuff, it go boom. <laughs> yep, no, yep, yep, no, yep. Mikey, that's dangerous. The, the, like the issue ends obviously with turtles being reunited and the and the the beast being defeated. Uh, but most importantly, Donatello comes out of it more inquisitive because th- they basically just got attacked by a science fiction monster with n- very little explanation as to where it came from and uh, how to prevent it from coming back. And couple that with where this falls in the IDW timeline, mm-hmm. uh, it, it falls very early in the run, which that's another conversation I'm about to have. Uh, Donatello is still dealing with the reincarnation aspect of their of their 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 uh, mutation and evolution mm-hmm. in the IDW book here. So so they're able to kind of parlay these two things together. Uh, and and technically this is canon. Like there's there's nothing keeping this from being canon with the IDW books. Yeah, I mean it's a fantastic read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would like it's it fits in the read order somewhere. I'm not exactly sure where, um, but for some reason, I don't know if it was. Uh, uh, yeah, for, uh, maybe it just didn't fit. They're not reprinting this these two books in the IDW collections. That's a shame. Yeah. So so like the IDW collections are the entire. IDW story told in sequence, you know, in, in chronological order. And these fall in that somewhere. They just don't include them. Maybe they're going to do like one giant infestation paperback or hardback. They did that. They did that. And was that included in those? Yeah, it was included in there, but, but the, the infestation hardback was like the GI Joe story with the turtle story and the, you know, Transformer story all bundled together. Hmm. So maybe they consider it separate. Maybe I, I don't know. It, but the thing is, is if you look at the the Ghostbusters uh, crossover, that is in Turtles canon, and that's in the IDW collection books. Yeah. So 
there's a little bit of an inconsistency there. Uh, maybe they just didn't want to put two more books in there. I, I don't know. I don't know. We, we, we should reach out and ask. But that inquiring minds want to know. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. It's cool. And, and it's really cool if you like read the entire infestation run because every single property is dealing with a different aspect of this monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- this isn't really the first time that, that IDW has done this kind of crossover. Like the first infestation was in the same style. Mm-hmm. But the turtles, they didn't have the turtles license at the time. Right. So they, so they couldn't really be included there later on. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in the, in, 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 in the show, the turtles cross over with X files and it's th- 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 that crossover is done where Mulder and Scully of, of X files fame are visiting different comic franchises, trying to figure out the supernatural elements of them. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like uh, they visit the crow. <laughs> they, I think they visit Transformers. I can't remember exactly what they, who, who all they visited, but the turtles were one of them, and it, it was really cool. I literally have to see this. Like, I, I literally want to see Mulder and Scully questioning Autobots. I just. <laughs> That it's, just uh, sounds so intriguing to me. Yeah, it's um, it's entitled X Files, uh, conspiracy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, I have that wrong. It's, it's it is the X Files, but it's uh not Mulder and Scully. It's the Lone Gunman, which oh. is just as fun because the Lone Gunman's great. I I, I do. Yeah, love and I look like Byers anyway, so that works. You do. You do. So what do you think? What do you think of the Infestation books? I, you know, so I've always been kind of fascinated with H.P. Lovecraft, and I mean, you know, that that's just that's always you know entertaining, and you know, uh, any time you know, that they bring that over thousands of of mediums, um, ha, you know, they even did it in the real Ghostbusters cartoon where they, you know, fought Cthulhu and you know the cult of Cthulhu. Uh-huh. Uh, which was like one of my favorite episodes. That's a really good episode. Um, and I love Hellboy. So all of that kind of combined, you know, into one and we get some beautiful, absolutely beautiful splash pages. Yep. Um, the attention to detail. It looks like Donatello is looking through Tobin's spirit guide from Ghostbusters. Um <laughs> You know, and you just get like this is a perfect fit for for the turtles. Horror always plays really well. Like I got kind of like a notes from the underground feel. Oh, absolutely. Um, except way deadlier. Um, way scarier. Way scarier. <laughs> just yeah. ugly, disgusting monsters, man. Just oh, it's just creepy as all get out. Um. But I I just I love the the panel layouts. I'm like, you guys have got to read this. Like, it's just really really fun. Um, and it's again, it's just really beautiful to look at. Um, I'm trying to find like some pages. Or like, this felt like it was like maybe the PG-13 almost hard R version of Notes from the Underground, for real. Yeah. And just to find out that this this creature has been feeding off anything living it's it's very much got like an aliens vibe mm-hmm. um you know uh to that as well uh the oh also i see i see uh, i feel like there's inspiration from john carpenter's the thing okay um in here as well at least with the disgusting you know mutated monster part um and uh but yeah this was this was just a lot of fun this is probably my favorite these are my my these are my top two favorite books that I read uh, during all this. Uh, yes, hands down, hands down, and and it also has the benefit of you know being the most modern uh, of the, of the stuff we read. I, I really wanted to include a, a nice smattering of, of of books from across the years, you know. Well, you have succeeded, <laughs> and it just it you know it's gonna sound like we're 
praising IDW because yeah, we are because it's yeah. just that good. It's like you've got some of the most talented artists, some of the best writers. It's like, let's really make this stuff great. So when you have a fantastic creative team that is going to funnel a vision or, or take over a franchise, um, I, I can't think of anyone better, at least for turtles. There's yeah. other stuff I can name, <laughs> uh, but um, I think I'll stick to turtles for now. <laughs> <laughs> Mandalorian. <clears throat> um, <laughs> We're not going to open that wound. Um, oh, that's not a wound. That's a delicious steak. Uh, well, Jeff, that brings us to the end of our, of our lovely crossovers episode. Mm. Our, our, our little, our, our, our swift little adventure through some other franchises, uh, and the end of our, our, I guess we don't technically have seasons here on Shellheads, uh, but I think it's safe to say this is the end of season two. Mm-hmm. You know, because we we started this 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 adventure two years ago. Uh, come, Gosh, has it, been, it doesn't seem like yeah. it's been two years at all. Yep, two years. Uh, we have some exciting episodes coming up uh, in the new year. Uh, <laughs> we're kicking off year three uh, with one of the most controversial TMNT series of all time. Ooh. Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, wow. Jeff has not watched a lot of these, uh, if any. I've watched the entire series, and might I say, just chef kiss. Ah. Hmm. It's, it's, it's way better than it gets credit for. Uh, but we'll we'll tear all that down and and, and, and and examine it next episode in January in the far flung future of 2021. Yeah, okay. It already gets the Sergio seal of approval. Let's see if it gets the Jeff seal of approval. Right. Uh, Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> now that there's a COVID vaccine, uh, Jeff, what what are your plans in the new year? The return of the Warp Zone Arcade. Brandon, Mississippi's premier arcade where you can enjoy games from days of long past, from the retro era and also modern uh, era as well. Um, Nintendo, Sega, Neo Geo, one of my my personal favorites, uh, the King of Fighters series, uh, which we have ample supply of, uh, on a traditional arcade cabinet. Um, We specialize in... in, uh, We also specialize in... Uh, game tournaments, birthday parties. Um, we're always looking for interesting, unique games for people to enjoy and play that they've never even uh, heard of. Um, so you can check us out on, on Facebook, uh, sometimes on Instagram. I'm not as active on there, but you know our Facebook you know, is still around. Uh, we'd love for you to give us a follow and come and game with us in 2021. Where can we find you, Sergio, well, in 2021? Uh, in 2021, who knows? Uh, Reality Breached rolls on. Um, we still have a lot of James Bond to cover over at uh, Debriefing and Cocktails. Uh, just just general podcastery. Is that a thing? Yeah, sure. Why sure, not? sure. Uh, as, as for the, the newest stuff, uh, Jeff, you yourself, you were on a, a recent episode of Re- the Reality Breached podcast. Uh, we I... talked about The Mandalorian. And we recently watched me, me and Reed over on debriefing, debriefing and cocktails. We watched what? What's that good one? Skyfall. Okay. Skyfall. That's a, that's a heck of a movie. Mm-hmm. Um. So I guess follow us on all of your 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 podcast players, and uh, also follow us on the Facebook. Follow us on the Twitter. Um. If you're looking for shellheads, shellheads can be found on all major podcast platforms. Check us out. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Shellheads has both of those pages. Uh, so just look us up as Shellheads Podcast. They We should pop right up. Jeff, it's been a fun two years. Looking forward to many more in the future. It has been a blast, Sergio, and I can't wait to see what 2021 brings. It's been a shell of a ride. Yes, it has. We'll see you next year. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. Hey, and we're Shellheads.
Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.